1: Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show season 2, episode 5. My name is Dan Frost and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight we've got Tasha and we've got Dana and guys, the football is finally back. You know, we have been putting in the hard yards here at Mojo Really working our way through the preseason, sharing stories on our network, but uh, nothing beats watching live football. And you know we're going to be there, um, Tash. You're you're going to be um, you know obviously going to be commentating again this year. Congratulations on that. Um, talk to us a little bit little bit about the the commentary side of, of kind of what you do. It's um, yeah obviously exciting to get out there and, and and cover you know such huge games like this.
2: Yeah, it, it really is a thrill. I um I just i'm very flattered each time i'm asked to do the commentating uh with fox um, and it's just a great environment so um, hopefully i'll be doing the nrlw games they've asked me to keep the, that first season free as well but it's just amazing to be able to you know watch these girls play and now after watching them come through the systems it's just it's outstanding, and I love where Women's Rugby League is headed.
1: And, Dana, as we've sort of spoken about, Tasha's way too modest. I think we're all very, very lucky to have one of the greats of the game uh, cover cover these sporting events and, um, you know, obviously bring her knowledge and analysis to the game. All right, well, what we're talking about this week is everything All-Stars as the Indigenous women's team come up against the Maori women's team, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be an incredible clash. Some of the things we were talking about, um, you know, obviously uh, – to the side is just how much talent is within these squads. You know, typically, you know, a player or two might have to withdraw, but looking at these two rosters, you're seeing the best of the best, you know, some of the, you know, the, the best talent that we have in the game, will be playing in this, in this, in this contest. So that's definitely exciting to see. Um, guys, let's jump straight into our listener question for the week. And uh, we, 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 we've got a question come through here, uh, wanting to get a bit of a score prediction. Again, uh, responsibly guys. Uh, so what is the halftime score? Uh, for you. So Tasha, gonna go to you. Um, after 40 minutes or well, after a after a battle in that first half. What's your, yeah, your prediction of the score?
2: Look, the outstanding talent in both teams. I think it's gonna be a tight one up until the end of half time or half time. So I'm I've got them running into the sheds at ten all. And I'll tell you what I think my prediction will be later in the segment.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. Look, for me, I, I think it's going to be tight as well. I've got an 8-0 halftime score to, to the Mary team. I just feel like... Um, Things might be a little bit clunky uh, at the start of that first half as we're sort of building um, combinations. Um, it's going to be hot. It's it's going to be warm. You know, to, playing football this time of year is never easy. A few drop balls here or there. So I think it's going to take a little bit of time for both teams to really get into the flow of things. I think It's going to be a big second half, but um, I've got Maori leading um, coming into halftime. Dana?
0: Uh, yeah, I do as well, except I've got a four nil lead to Maori. So again, on the back of that, like it's been played in Sydney. Yes, but you know, like you said, it's still February. It's still hot. This is a, you know, we play. This is a winter sport. Like no one's playing rugby in February and playing the best game of their lives. So, yeah, it's going to be hard. And a lot of these women, it's their first time playing a professional NRL game. That's whether it's that's within the NRLW or, you know, any rep footy. So I think, like you said, they'll be a bit clunky. But I reckon after the first forty minutes, it'll be good to go. And second half's going to be where it kicks off.
2: Yeah, look, I I agree, and that's why I've got them going in at um, 10-all. But I really do believe that there's going to be a bit of a blowout in the second half. Um, Last year they played in pouring rain, and, you know, the Maoris managed to knock up 24 points. So, yeah, there will be some really good tries put on in the second half.
0: Yeah, but on the back of that, have you ever been to New Zealand? All it does is rain. So, of course, they're going to win. (laughs)
1: All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, The Breakdown. It's do or die. One game. got
0: hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the
1: greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game.
2: Um, not everything went to plan at all.
0: Uh, and they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop
1: them. <laughs> Tosh, let's start off with, I guess, the meaning of this clash. You know, indigenous All-Stars coming up against Mary All-Stars and... You know, it it comes to, you know, you think about, you know, some of the pre-seasons, the training, a lot of the things that these girls have sort of been working through at the moment. You know, putting putting the football aside for a second, let's talk a little bit about the meaning behind uh, this clash because, you know, it's just something special about coming together in these camps, working through and finding out more about your culture, um, you know, building these connections across the nation. Um, It's a special weekend for these girls.
2: Yeah, most definitely. The girls go into camp on um, Monday after lunch. Um, they'll, you know, have less than a week's preparation. Um, and a lot of that time will be spent on digging deep into your heritage, learning about your culture, exactly who you're representing. And, um, you know, that only helps them gel and, and combine together as a group and play for each other and for the people they're representing, their culture, everything. It's it's an amazing concept, and I'm really glad that we have it.
1: Dana, as we said at the start of the show, there is so much talent in these squads. And then as Tasha as mentioned, add on top of that, the emotion of pulling on these jerseys. I mean, we are going to see some serious football played on the weekend.
0: I think the thing I'm most excited for is the Maori squad because, you know, most of them, they've spent the better half of two years living in a country away from their, like in Australia, away from their family, away from their friends, away from their support systems, from their culture, from their heritage, just so they can play a game they love. They've put up those sacrifices for the last two years. And, you know, I think only in in March or in the next couple of weeks, like they're opening the borders so you can go back home um, to visit all your friends and family and stuff. So I think those sacrifices and that, willingness to just be over here to play a sport is going to really push them and put the fire up them, um, and that's just going to make for such a great game of sport.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The the, the amount of sacrifices that a lot of the players have made, um, yeah, we, we are so lucky to have these NRLW competitions this year, and it's all thanks to a lot of these players um, all right, Tasha. Let's start with the Indigenous team because uh, definitely underdogs coming into this contest. When you're looking through these these squads, but um, you know certainly not devoid of talent. Uh, let's pick out you know one of the one of their key players and a player who's really going to have to. Um, you know, lace up the boots and perform in this one, but certainly think that she's capable of it. Tamika Upton, uh, we had a you know a great opportunity last year to sort of make our way up through Queensland, find out more about you know the state competitions, and you know Tamika Upton was a name that just continued to be spoken about amongst her peers, and you can see why she is a serious talent.
2: Absolutely, and I think I mentioned in last week's podcast, Dan, that what they're saying about her is that we've only seen, you know, 20% of her ability, and I I think I said that that's scary. You know, Um, she comes into this, this is her debut um, game in the All-Stars with the Indigenous team. I just think Tamika Upton will add a lot, but... I'm worried, you know, they're, they're, the Maori team's got 11 returning players from last year where they kicked us 24-0. Um, is Tamika Upton enough to make that much change? I'm not so sure, but I'm very excited
1: to have her in the team. Absolutely, and it's hard to bet against her, absolutely. Under a little bit of adversity, under a little bit of pressure, uh, it's probably the way that Tamika likes it. Uh, Dana, let's let's pick on another player here that I do want to talk about, and that is Kira Diab. Um, you know, there, there's a... Obviously, as the NRLW competition, it's still slowly expanding. I guess what I would say is there are so many talented players out there at the moment that don't have NRLW contracts, and it makes absolutely no sense, and they will play football at the highest level. I have no doubt about that. There are just these names, these players who, you know, came late to clubs, um, and Kira was certainly one of them. She's recently signed with the Newcastle Knights. (laughs) you just get a bit of a sense that Kira might be primed to have put on a bit of a show, I guess, in in this, in this game, because um, you know, the fact that she wasn't picked up at the very start of the process is a little bit puzzling, but yeah, thoughts on Kira, a very, very talented playmaker and someone who will probably, you know, put on a a strong display in this one.
0: I'm super excited to see Kira on the field again, because you know, 2020, obviously it's a bit hard, but she can put some points on the board. And I really think that's going to help the indigenous side kind of push through because the Marys, like we've spoken about, do have such a strong side with all those returning players. Um, but I, I'm as shocked that no one picked her up, that she was such a late signing to the Newcastle Knights. Um, but I'm so excited to see how her speed and her, you know, her kicking skills can seriously help put the Indigenous team over the line this year.
2: Diana, I'm so glad you brought up her kicking skills. Her long kick is is. Fabulous. And, you know, let's let's face it, every halfback has to know at the start of a set of six where you want to finish that set of six and what kick you want to put in. Um, and Kira Dibbs got that in her game um, really, really very, very well. And I think, you know, that's really going to help the indigenous team.
0: Yeah, like you said, Tash, I think her ability to be able to read the game um, is definitely going to play in her favour because that is a skill that not a lot of people have and it is obviously for NRL it's crucial to be able to then make those next plays and to pick which way to throw the ball and then which way to kick it and where to go. So, yeah, I think Kira is definitely definitely going to show some serious skills on the field this weekend
1: yeah and definitely and you know just a little bit excited that she's joining my newcastle night so we- while other people were sleeping we jumped in there and i think it's going to be for our benefit all right tasha we try not to play our uh, favorites here at mojo sports but i've got a little bit of a feeling that there's another uh, player in the indigenous squad that you're going to be keeping a very close eye on that is jamie chapman a player who you've been following uh for a little bit uh now You know, still remarkably young, but you know when you think about some of these special, talented players, just the level that Jamie's playing at her at her age, you just wonder where can she get to in her career in four, five, six years' time. It's um, it's it's going to be great to watch.
2: Yeah, Dan. Like, uh, there's no secret you know, that she's one of my favourite players. I've I've watched her as this skinny little, you know, 16 or 17-year-old running around, coming up through the systems. And to see her now, um, she's captained the under-19 State of Origin team. So she's got that leadership ability. But she's also, um, you've got to congratulate a strength and conditioning coach because, you know, she was awesome as a skinny little thing but now being such a strong, powerful, knowledgeable um player at fullback i'm really excited to see um her play whether she gets to play fullback for in the indigenous team or not is is you know not not up to me at all but i'm really looking forward to watching jamie chapman just evolve keep going
0: like you said tash you mentioned you know that she was on the skinny and she has you know built that muscle but i really think that it's that extra strength is going to help so much with their tackle breaks through the the game. Like, yes, being small and quick can help you get through those little gaps. But if you've got that power behind you, you can seriously make a break and take the ball the whole way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And let's have a bit of a look now to some of the, um, you know, the creative players and, you know, mix that in with a little bit of the engine room, Tush. Um, Obviously, we've got Caitlin Johnston there in the forward pack there for the Indigenous side, along with, uh, a, a number of other talented players. Caitlin's got a bit of a special place in my heart because she was our inaugural signing for the NRLW Newcastle Knights team. But she'll be there in the middle, and you know she's going to be getting great service from a player who we want to focus in on now, and that is Quincy Dodd. Again, you know, you, I, I guess you can't say that Quincy's underrated because everyone certainly knows what she can produce. But uh, again, a player who can get a little bit underestimated on the football field when you think about some of the bigger, stronger athletes that are on the field. Quincy still has the ability to go out there and number one, you know, put on a shot in defense, but also her creativity in attack and and, and on offense. It's uh, it's very very impressive.
2: Yeah, Quincy's outstanding, and again, I've been watching her over over a number of years as she develops her game, and I think she had a, a great year last year. Um, the way she's turned into a, a number nine and. She makes a difference the, the minute she hits the field. So I can see her stealing it quite a few tries. I know the other teams will be watching her, um, but I can still see her scooting out from dummy half. She has this amazing ability to know when the defensive player is tired or they're turning their back when they're retiring back to the line or the marker's asleep and bang, off she goes. And also she's got this ability to sniff out an opportunity and we mentioned caitlin johnson caitlin lifts for these all-star games um, and she's got a fabulous offload so i'm putting it out there there'll be a try to quincy dog from a caitlin johnson offload
1: yeah i love that and you can definitely see it happening but yeah two amazingly talented players can't wait to see them uh, run out on the field all right guys let's jump over now to their competitors the maori team and wow you know you talk about talent and this is one talented football team. It's hard to know where to start here, but a player that I do want to sort of start with is um, uh, Dana, a player that got a lot of raps in our last episode. And for those that haven't had a chance to go download and listen to it, we did preview the Newcastle Knights, Crystal Rota. Um, what's really impressive to talk about when you when you you know when you get feedback from your peers is you know who's the leader in the group, who's that one player that you look to when things might be going you know, not your way. And Crystal, she is really turning heads there at Newcastle. And you just get the sense that, you know, in a one-off game, all stars, all eyes on this contest, you know, things can go right or wrong. But Crystal will certainly be a player that I think will have a big impact in this one.
0: I think Crystal is a a player that we've spoken about this before, about the the stereotype around the age and when you can play sport. Whereas she's she's 36, she's a mum to two kids. Like she's past her quote unquote prime that was that stereotype of being a young athlete. And she's just next level because the amount of skill that she's got and the points she's put on the board playing rep footy in the last few years is astounding to me. And, you know, Newcastle's definitely scored a, scored a very good player. Um, you know, she's she's just unstoppable to me. Like she could score tries. She's been captains. She's, you know, she's captained the Maori team. Uh, and the Kiwi Ferns as well. And it's just I think that she's a very good asset to have with her experience. I think helping with the kids that are upcoming as well, it's definitely something that's going to play in their favour a lot this year.
1: Yeah, and Tasha, let's pick out another player here to talk about. And, you know, you think about halves because they are so important in today's game. And, you know, when you think about the best in the competition, look no f- further than Corbin Baxter. Talk to me a little bit about Corbin because, again, we try not to play favourites here. But just her ability to manage a game, her kicking game, you uh, She's a special player.
2: Yeah, she sure is, Dan. And I think she's been named captain as well. Um, her leadership skills are outstanding. She's um, she's made the change from that fullback to the number six. Um, and she's made that transition so smoothly and so very, very well. Um, she'll, she'll have a great game. And I'm, I'm really looking to see if she's put, put on that extra speed um, because she's been doing a lot of work with the sprint training at the Roosters.
1: Dana, we spoke uh, about Kiri Dib, obviously an Indigenous team. We've also got Autumn Rain, Stephen Staley, who's playing, uh, young playmaker in Newcastle, playing for the Mary team. You know, there's going to be a little bit of competition there for spots there in Newcastle in the halves. Um, they get to sort of kick it off um, in this clash. And that's going to be a fun one to keep an eye on. But from all reports, um, Autumn Rain, very you know one of the more talented young players that we have in the competition. So again, just a, an, another little narrative, another little story that we can keep an eye on in this clash.
0: Yeah, like she's definitely, she's one to watch. She's, you know, the next, the crop of talent that's coming up that's going to make their debut in 22. And I think that, you know, she's got that, that drive and that will to want to better herself and keep going. Um, You know, she was a Kiwi fern in 2020 and she's just got that experience. I think as well, like you said, you know, returning to rep footy and have a, have a go at everything. And I think her attitude as well is definitely something that's going to help push them as well. Cause yes, you can have all the skills in the world, but if you don't have that attitude and that willingness to be part of that team and push everyone as well as yourselves, then you're not going to go anywhere. So I'm so excited to see her on the field.
2: Look, another another exciting pairing that I can't go past without mentioning, we talked about Quincy, um, but if we look at Nita Maynard for the Maori team. Now, Quincy and Nita, they played sensationally together. They, they um, you know, came off the bench for each other and invariably scored tries, and they were they were just such a good pairing in the number nine position, and now they're against each other and I, I'm sensing they'll Probably in the number nine position as well, um, so that's a real sort of battle to watch out for.
1: So many narratives. It's it's great to uh, it's great to see Dana. Another player that I wanted to talk about is Kennedy Charrington, friend of Mojo Sports uh, Network. I want to talk to Kennedy? I want to talk to you about Kennedy for for a few things. I think it cannot be understated the impact that Kennedy is having on women's sport. Obviously, she's outstanding in the media and her ability to advocate and, you know, just really go out there and just give herself out to the media, to fans and really continue to, to sell the game, build the game. I, I You know, Kennedy is such a special person away from the field and, you know, certainly someone to be feared on the field because we've, we've already seen what she can kind of produce at the highest levels. Talk to me a little bit about Kennedy. Um, she – I guess we are very, very fortunate to have her in the women's game.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, the – the way she portrays herself outside of the sport is beyond her years because, you know, as a 23 year old, I'm telling you right now, I did not conduct myself that way uh, outside of (laughs) the sport I played or outside of my professional life. So, you know, she's got that under her belt, which I think is something that a lot of players take years to find and refine uh, and be able to have that ability to do that. But I mean, we can't go past her skills on the field. I'm, so excited to see this girl just because, you know, she's got that experience where she's played rugby union and then she's transitioned across to league, um, you know, playing for Cronulla and that kind of stuff. And I just, I think her experience with her origin experience as well, um, unfortunately she didn't play uh, last year, but, you know, it's something that she's got the will and the, the attitude that I think is going to help. And that's just, I'm so excited to just watch her because her hits us
1: hard. <laughs> Definitely, definitely a fan favorite, uh, and uh, you know, t- gonna be gonna be great to see her play. Uh, Tash, we had Caitlin uh, Vahakolo on the episode last last week. Um, certainly, someone with with a lot of confidence. We love to see that, and again, someone who I think will pick up some points here. Um, talk to us a little bit about about Caitlin, um, how impressed you were, obviously getting to meet her and um, her confidence, and then another player up there from the Gold Coast, uh, Tiana raftran Smith. Again, the game is in such a great position with all of this young talent coming through but a couple of you know really impressive players there in Caitlin and Tiana
2: yeah absolutely amazing and um just touching on Caitlin first what an amazing human being she is um she's she's such a good ambassador for our great game I can't speak highly enough um, and I'm really looking forward to watching her throughout this season um, and in this All-Stars match. Um, You know, out wide on the wing, I did say that the game's going to open up in the second half, and I think Caitlin's going to have something to do with that. Um, Sorry, and to go on to Tiana, I think every second week I'm, I'm telling listeners, watch this player, watch this player. Um, well, I'm just going to tell them again, watch this player on Saturday because I think she's going to have a blinder.
1: Uh, it's going to be great to see. All right, guys, let's jump into our predictions now. Um, yeah, going to be a little bit tricky to pick this one. Dana, what's your thoughts on the game?
0: Oh, well, I had the All-Stars. Oh, I've had Maoris out, out the front at halftime. And originally I was like, yeah, <clears throat> uh, Indigenous All-Stars are going to come back and, and beat the Maori girls. But, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we go through the experience that the Maori girls have over the Indigenous girls. And, um, look, unfortunately for my Aussie girls, we're going we're gonna to say the Maoris are going to take it out this year.
1: Yeah, this is this is a very very tough one for me. Look, I I think it's going to be um, I think it's going to be really really close. I think I think Tamika Upton is going to have a a spectacular game, and I, I think she's going to be a big big part of this one. So I've got the Indigenous team uh, in a comeback, dramatic last minute victory. I've got Indigenous winning this game, eighteen points to sixteen in a close one. But um, yeah, they, they're going to have to bring their A game for sure. Uh, Tash, uh, you get the deciding vote here. Um, thoughts on that
2: very very difficult because I'm uh, a proud Wiradjuri woman so of course I want the Indigenous um, all-stars team to win um, and take this away but they did lose 24 to zip um, last year Um, the Maori team have 11 of those players returning and it's you read the entire list it's the who's who of rugby league Um, I think there's only two of them that aren't under contract, NRLW. You've also got so many of those girls, as Dana correctly mentioned, you know, as part of the Titans squad. So I think there's going to be a blowout. I don't think it'll come until the second half. I said it was going to be 10 all at half time, but I think we're going to see something along the lines of, you know, 26, 24, maybe 24-10, I'll say, to the Maori girls.
1: All right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Okay, we'll
2: be the crazy, show. We're scared, oh, my boss is saying Closing Time. Maybe that's what you're doing.
1: This week on Rapid Fire, we're going to be predicting the player of the match, the winner of the Fanning Murphy medal. And, you know, guys, when you think about some of the pre-season goals that a lot of these players are doing, you know, that trying to, you know, win a competition, you know, uh, you know gain a contract in NRLW, being man of the match of a game like this, that's got to be there for some of the elite players in this contest. So it's going to be going be interesting to predict this one. Um, Tasha, thoughts? Who do you reckon is going to dominate this clash and, and take out the medal?
2: I'm going to say Lavinia girl like she's 38 years of age she plays like she's 28 she's been she knows what it's like to win because she's had three premierships with um, the Broncos she's an outstanding player and all that she's achieved like a kiwi fern representation she's yet to don this Maori jersey this indigenous Jersey, So um, I think she'll play out of her skin. She, she had to pull out last year. She was selected, but for family reasons, couldn't play. And so now just to be given that opportunity to get the Maori jersey on, um, yeah, I'm going to say she's the player of the match.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's a good call. Look, for me, it was so difficult uh, just to pick one player, but I am going to go with Kira Dib. I, I think, as we spoke about in the episode, you know, there's going to be so much emotion, so much motivation going into this one, and a player of her quality, I think she's just got some added motivation for this one, and I can just see that in a tight contest in the second half when you're trying to create opportunities as well as lead lead players around. You know, Kira. Uh, probably doesn't shy away from uh, you know spraying her teammates and getting people in order. So I think uh, I think it's going to be Kira for me, um, Dana.
0: Um, so on the back of my prediction, even though that I think the Maori team will succeed, I'm still going to go uh, to Lula Tillett as as woman of the match because you know it's her first. She's only recently been signed to Newcastle Knights. Um, you know she's a Queensland girl, so I've got to back them obviously. Uh, and you know she can if she can get a try. Um, and a few assists, like she's got the speed. She's got the, the skills to, to pull a hat trick out, I reckon, as well. Um, and honestly, this girl up and coming, she's born and bred rugby league. So, you know, she's North Queenslander. She, she loves JT. She would have taken a lot of her, her skills and her play style from him as well. Um, you know, solid has to be a pick for Queensland for origin this year, but also, you know, as a, I think she's, she's got it regardless of the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, all right. Well there are our predictions and we'll certainly have to go back and, and revisit that. If we can get our half time score, full time score and a minute of the match, I think that's a I think that's a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good combination. Uh and Tasha, just to just to sort of uh, finish the show, um, just your thoughts on this over overarching clash, you know? It's it's um it's been a I guess it's been some time in the making, you know what I mean, this this All Stars uh, concept when it comes to the women's game. You know, just uh, just your thoughts on, on this particular match, what it means for you and what it means for the game.
2: Yeah, look, I, I know the girls have been playing um, all-stars since 2011, um, but that was, as the men was, uh, against the, you know, NRL all-stars with the Indigenous women. I just think in the last three years that we've had the Maori all-stars introduced, it's just raised raise the bar raise the level raise the passion the commitment um the dedication to your heritage it's just an outstanding concept and i'm so glad that you know the women's game have nailed it and got it so good and this this game coming up on the 12th of feb is going to be really exciting
1: and dana it's got another uh, added bit of spice for fiends as well because you've got you know, fans around the country who are just, you know, anxiously waiting for the NRLW season to kick off. They've got their teams. Uh, hopefully they've got their jersey. If not, please go out and support your club. Get yourself a jersey. Um, but Dana, you know, watching this game, there's going to be a little bit of selfishness in terms of looking at both squads because your club players, you know, you're going to have a really close eye on these players to kind of, you know, give you a little bit of an indication as to how your team might go in this upcoming comp.
0: Yeah, I think it's really hard as well because you've got to a... – be able to distinguish that there is so many cross players from every different squad playing against each other. They're playing against their best mates. They're playing against their teammates while they're playing with, you know, who could be their rivals. So this is definitely like a a game where not just, you know, spectators, but everyone is watching because you've got coaches from every team who's going to be picking up on the little things that they can't do to try and find weaknesses throughout the season. And, but, you know, overall, I think that this is just a game that everyone's just so excited for after last year's season being postponed because of COVID, you know, this is the first NRLW game for almost 12 months now. So, you know, apart from origin last year, but, you know, I'm just so excited to be able to see this skill that's going to come from this and and really just to see how much they've proved improved in the last six to eight months with the, the gap that there has been. So, you know, could go either way, but I'm, I'm so excited to be there.
1: And Tasha, finally, just your expectations in terms of the quality of play heading into season twenty twenty two. I mean, this is something we've spoken about quite consistently here at Mojo Sports, but you just get the sense that, you know, as you continue to watch these competition, these games, the The quality of the play is just getting better and better and better as as sort of you know additional levels of professionalism is coming to the sport. What's your expectations on on the season ahead in terms of the quality of the play? And you know you just get the sense that this this game it's going to live up to it to the hype. It's going to be an all stars clash.
2: Yeah, the, the talent obviously will continue to grow, but it's going to go ahead in leaps and bounds. Now, if you speak to some of the really established players, they're nervous about their position. Because these rookies coming through are bloody good players and they've come through all the way now without a break, whereas, you know, women had to take a break because they couldn't play until they were 16. There was nowhere for them to go. But these players are polished, they're professional, and they are really, you know, putting, putting uh, the pressure on some amazing established players. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this year.
0: On the back of that as well, I I am seriously so excited to have all of the young girls at the game or watching it at home on TV, be able to watch this and see that this is what you can do because, you know, you've got players that are 19 and you've got players that are 38, that age gap, that age range is just so immense and I think that being able to watch those young kids that or the young girls that have come all the way through and not stopped is going to be able to show people who are like young girls that are you know 10 12 who like to play sport that they can go and play NRL and be able to play a sport they want to or even people in their early 20s who miss that opportunity are able to go back and continue to play or pick up a, a sport that they've always loved watching with the men and I'm just I think that is something that I'm just so excited to be able to experience and obviously like as a 25 year old girl like be a part of watching that and just the pride that comes with it as well it's just immense and I'm just so excited
1: all right, guys, look, well, that's all the time we have this week. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things Rugby League. And to our listeners, Rugby League is here. It's finally arrived. The All-Stars, um, get around it. Get to the game if you can. And uh, and as, as we spoke about before, um, NRL uh, competition, it'll be here soon. Get out there, support your club, buy jerseys, buy tickets. Really, really excited to continue to support uh, women's game. Uh, and as always, continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next week, we'll see you then.